Now listen to Jesus Christ on this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. People say, is that all you do, just believe? I mean, I believe that. That's not grasping what the New Testament is speaking of and what it means when it says, whoever believes in him will not perish. Don't misunderstand me. You come to Christ through faith and faith alone, but real belief in Christ is hearing his word and responding to it. How you respond to God's word is a very good indicator of whether or not you're a true disciple what Jesus called or a false disciple, a sheep or a goat. Welcome to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Today we continue in our study called The Truth Shall Set You Free. Pastor Scott brings a message titled Abiding in the Truth. We invite you to follow along with us now as we get started. Take your Bible and turn to John 18. Our text is John 8, but I'm going to begin in chapter 18, and then we'll swing over to chapter 8 for our text, Uh, because I just want to remind us, we're in this series, The Truth Shall Set You Free. Jesus said, the truth will set you free. The truth will liberate you. And so I really wasn't even planning on staying with that theme through these, this end of the year and the celebration of his birth, but it just, it, it's so natural to stay there. So we are still thinking about this, and last Sunday when we gathered, I pointed out that the only time I'm aware of, in fact, you can look, the only time Jesus said, for this I've been born, was at the end of his life in front of Pilate. Chapter 18 of John, verse 37, Pilate sarcastically looking at him saying, so you are a king. Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice. For this reason I was born, to bear witness to the truth. Truth, the way things really are. Truth, that which corresponds to reality. Jesus, who earlier had told the twelve, I am the truth. Jesus, who stands now before Pilate, says, this is why I was born. This is why I came into the world to bear witness to the way things really are. Truth. To the truth. Now, Pilate said, what is truth? That was one response. That's a common response today. What is truth? Who can know? But notice the end of verse 37, Jesus didn't stop when he said, for this I've come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Now turn over to John 8, our text, John chapter 8, verse 31 
Jesus, therefore, was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, then you're truly disciples of mine, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, we began the series by glancing at this text, and I want to take another look at it this morning, this concept, but I want to just first underline how important this is, how relevant this is. I say this because this is so important that you and I, and it's important that we grasp, in fact, I can't, I I am increasingly burdened with this thought, and not just burdened, but excited as I think of the fact that God uses truth to liberate. So I'm excited as we go to the, through this series, and I think today what I want to underline, verse 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, abiding in the truth. As I was driving over here this morning, I thought, Lord, get our hearts with this. Because it's so important that you and I listen to his word. Now, it's my habit, and if you've been here in length of time, you know this. It's my habit to take the first week of the, of the year and exhort us in this matter of God's word. Abiding in my word. And to take the second Sunday and emphasize the importance of prayer. And that's where we're going today uh, I know it's not the first Sunday yet, but the first is what, Tuesday? So uh, I want to talk about truth and abiding in the word of truth, abiding in my word, Jesus said. That's the real disciple, okay? We're going to talk about that. And then next Sunday, we're going to talk about prayer. In fact, if you have this little card in your bulletin, let me grab it, have you grab it for just a second because... If you've been with us, you know that we're using this word abide as uh, something that's kind of kept us together, many of us uh, together in God's word, and I'm putting out a schedule each month. We've been doing it for three or four years now, and it has been helpful, I think. In fact, I, people keep telling me this is really helpful. Don't quit putting this out. So I just wanted to kind of give you a little picture where we've been last week. We've finished the Gospel of Luke after you know, Christmas Day, we just kind of continued in Luke 2, and that's a good thing to do because this week, don't you kind of feel it? You know, we don't want to quit celebrating the birth of Jesus, and so it was joyous to see Simeon and Anna and, and just hear the biblical account of Luke 2. And then when we finished up Luke 2, notice I have us uh, go to a couple of three passages that are just about Jesus. And in fact, John 1 Colossians 1, Hebrews 1, and Revelation 1. Do you see a common denominator? John 1, Colossians 1, Hebrews 1, Revelation 1. So many of the books start right there with Jesus. And we saw it in John. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh. Colossians 1, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In him, all things hold together. Hebrews 1, God spoke a variety of ways. 
After he spoke to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days, has spoken to us in his son. And then, of course, the great statement of Revelation 1. So we just kind of looked at Christ. But notice Tuesday, Psalm 19. We're going to start into several days hearing what the Word says about the Word. And then, next Sunday, uh, a prayer from Colossians. And the rest of that week, you'll notice we're hearing the prayer of Jesus and uh, other prayers of the Scripture as we emphasize prayer. So anyway, I wanted to encourage you to uh, consider, if you haven't been following this, give it a shot. And it's designed that you can actually hand copy these texts. They're short. You can transcribe them into your journal. And the process of doing is one of the most effective ways to abide in God's Word. But notice our text this morning. If you abide in my Word, then you're truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I want you to notice this is an if-then statement. I love that. If you live, dwell, continue in my word, Jesus said, then you're truly disciples of mine. Um, There's two things I'll underline very briefly, but the first one I can barely overemphasize. This is the gospel of belief. John is often called the gospel of belief. I believe it's 98 times he says, believe, believe, and the word is used many times. But notice Jesus who he's speaking to, verse 31. Jesus, therefore, was saying to those Jews who had believed him, were they believers? Well, before you answer, and I'm using the term the way we use the term, were they his sheep? Were they those who'd really believed? No, actually, Jesus uses the term and John uses the term the same way we do. Uh, You have to read the context to see if they really believed. And, of course, he's saying, now, he's speaking to those who said they believed. And he says, if... You remain in my word. Then you're truly my disciple. And you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now, there are many people in America who say, I believe in Jesus. I mean, we just celebrated his birth. Yeah, yeah, I know the real story. and In fact, I believe in it. (laughs) But have they really heard his voice? Because as you notice, in fact, I, I won't read the whole text, but if you kept reading from here on down, just over about six inches, over to uh, verse 44. They are debating him, and he's saying, you can be free. And they say, we don't need freedom. We're children of Abraham. And he said, listen, if you were children of Abraham, you wouldn't be seeking to kill me. But as it is, you're seeking to kill me. And Jesus ends up saying, you, verse 44, are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth 
because there's no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Jesus called him out. <laughs> you don't believe me, even though they looked like believers. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God, now listen to Jesus Christ on this. He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them, because you are not of God. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So I just underline this because people say, is that all you do, just believe? I mean, I believe that. That's not getting the gra that's not grasping what the New Testament is speaking of and what it means when it says whoever believes in him will not perish. Don't misunderstand me. You come to Christ through faith and faith alone, but real belief in Christ is hearing his word and responding to it. And Jesus calls these men out and uh, I'll just say the, the stakes are high, aren't they? How you respond to God's word is a very good indicator of whether or not you're a true disciple, that's what Jesus called, or a false disciple, a sheep or a goat, wheat or weeds. And if you've read the Bible at all, you know there's this distinction all the way through, and sometimes it's hard to distinguish. But Jesus says it so regularly. Turn, turn over to chapter 10. I quoted that from verse 27. But listen to Jesus in chapter 10 here when he's speaking of himself as the shepherd. Verse 3, to him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. He says, the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. And they grasp his voice. They know his voice. When he puts forth all his own, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. A stranger they simply will not follow. I don't know if I can overemphasize over it. How you respond to God's word is like a window into your very heart. How I respond to God's word is a window into my heart. Now, I say that because that's really important. Look back at our text now, verse 31. And what I really want to do this morning is say, when you abide in his word, when you listen and hear his voice, when you live, dwell, continue, remain, this word that is translated all those various ways, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What I want to do, I'm going to share anything new necessarily or profound in the sense of, you know, I've never heard that before. What I want to do this morning is exhort us, encourage us, and I hope equip us to really make 2019 the year of abiding in his word. And I hope 2018 has been, and if the Lord gives us the rest of 19 and on into 20, well, I, 
You know, how blessed is the man who makes God's word his meditation, not just for one year, but day and night till he comes back for us. So I want to exhort us, and I hope it equips us and uh, to really listen. And I really just have very simple points where I'm going to talk about reading, meditating, memorizing, studying, and we're going to kind of summarize it and sum it up with enjoying God's Word because God really wants us to enjoy. This isn't something, oh, we've got to do, got to grind it out. I want you in your Bible every day. Not that. It is something that the Bible says so many different ways. Don't neglect my word. Listen to my voice. Today, if you hear me, respond. You know, he, he says it so often, but it's a delight for his sheep to hear his voice. And if that isn't your full experience, let me encourage you. It can be. And I don't mean that the Bible is always like every time you open it up, it's just like, oh, yeah. There is a sense where there's a duty. One year on this Sunday, you know, the first Sunday of the year, I, I, uh, I asked the question, duty or delight? And I said both. Because it really is an exhortation. Christ does say, listen to my word, abide in it. It is a duty, but it is a delight. Listen carefully and eat what is good, the 55th of Isaiah says, and delight yourself in abundance. I'm memorizing that text right now, and it's on my mind. And uh, I would just say my point and my goal today is that we enjoy God's Word. So first of all, if you're taking any notes or you just want some kind of hooks to hang your thoughts on, read. Read the Bible this year. <laughs> and I don't mean necessarily read the whole Bible. Uh, that's a great goal, and it's a great tool to do that uh, and you know, if you read a little bit each day, you'll read the Bible through in a year, and it's a great thing to do. But that's not the only way to get into the Word, but I'm just saying read. Read the Scripture. Jesus used to say it all the time. Haven't you read? Didn't you read? He's always exhorting us to read the Scripture, and I say read it normally. Read it like you would any other book. I... Uh, Actually, I was, was going to say I, I was given a book, but my son-in-law was given a book for Christmas, and he hasn't seen it yet. I've been reading it because, <laughs> you know, I kind of take the time off between these days sometimes, and so it was just a great, man, I was on the couch. I said, Jeremy, I'll let you know, and you can have your book, you know, but it's a good book. Uh, but read it. I don't pick up a book and just flip through and read a sentence here or a sentence there. I read it, and so do you. Read the Bible normally. Read it prayerfully. I was talking to a guy, a business guy, uh, has a thriving business, and I got talking to him about the Lord, and he was interested. And I said, uh, you know, the Bible's a big book, and he went like this. And I said, I would encourage you to read a little section of the Bible, and I went like this, the Gospel of John and his eyes kind of glazed over. And he, we had the kind of relationship that, where he trusted me a bit. And he said, you know, he said, I, uh, I run this business. And he said, I can barely read. And I said, okay. He said, I just don't like to read. I can barely read. He said, I can get by, but I don't read at all. 
my wife, she reads. And I said, okay, but I'm talking to you about an article about this long. Read the Gospel of John. And he, and he still, I could just tell. And I said, I'll tell you what I'd do if I were you. And he listened. I said, talk to the author. And it hit him because he had told me in the conversation that he believes the Bible is the Word of God. He just never read it. And he goes to church, but he doesn't know the Lord. He's never really heard his voice. And it was clear in our conversation. And I said, why don't you talk to the author about it? And it kind of clicked. I saw. And I said, you know, he wrote this book. You can talk right to the author and ask him to help you understand it as you read it. Read the Bible prayerfully. When you come to the Bible, it's unlike any other book. God wrote this book. And you can say, you know, we go to book signings and we like the author to sign his book or whatever. You can go right to the author of the book and I say, read it prayerfully. Read it reverently. It is God's word. I dwell in a high and holy place, God says, and also with the humble and contrite of heart and him who trembles at my word. Read it reverently. Read it repeatedly. I can tell you that Willie Mays hit 49 home runs in 1962. <laughs> you say, where did that come from, Scott? It's there somewhere. <laughs> Jack Sanford won 24 games that year. Jack Sanford, yeah, he was 24 and 7 in 1962. How do I know that? I read those cards over <laughs> And over and over again, those baseball cards. I was 10 years old at the time. But I've never forgotten how many home runs Mays hit that year. Or Jack Sanford, and I could give you Billy O'Dell and on and on. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There's no magic to that. I just read and then reread because I couldn't afford to buy new cards. I just got the ones I had. Read repeatedly. Read audibly. I really uh, increasingly do that when I can get away uh, and just kind of read it aloud. There's something, I love it when Chris reads the Bible to me. There's something about reading it audibly. Read it silently. Read it systematically. Have a plan. Don't just, you know, shoot here and there. Read with a plan. Read some each day. Joshua 1, don't let this word depart from your mouth. Meditate in it day and night. The first psalm, same thing. Read it daily. Uh, like a newborn babe longs for the pure milk of the word. You've been listening to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Please stay with us. Pastor Scott will return in just a moment with a preview of our next broadcast. Today's program was titled, Abiding in the Truth, a message from our study in the great truths of the faith. If you missed a portion of the message heard on the program today, or you'd like to share it with a friend, head on over to AbideInTheWord.us. A free copy of today's entire message is available there for you to stream or download at your convenience. If you don't have a church home in the area, Pastor Scott would love to invite you to join us in person for our Sunday worship services at Southwest Bible Church. That's each Sunday morning at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at the church located at the corner of Southwest Murray and Weir Road in Beaverton. 
You can go to our website at swbible.org for more details. We hope to see you there. We're continuing to see new growth in the Romans Project on the continent of Africa. Recently, we've added the countries of Guinea, Mali, Togo, and Ivory Coast to the ever-expanding outreach of the project. We'd like to invite you to learn more about this ministry or become a partner with us as we minister to pastors and church leaders throughout Africa. Just navigate over to romansproject.org or connect with us at facebook.com slash romansproject. Did you know Abide in the Word is available every day on Facebook? Well, right along with our daily podcast on iTunes and Google Play, our daily messages are posted to Facebook as well. You can find them at facebook.com slash abide in the word. Now, before we end our time today, let's go to Pastor Scott for a preview of our next broadcast. The Bible itself is the best tool. And it really is. It's an implement. It is called what? The sword of the Spirit. It cuts right in. That's why I'm not telling you to buy some books and get studying every day. I'm telling you to read the Bible. Let the sword do the work. It cuts right to the core of life and gets through all the fog, and you start to see things clearly. You start to know the truth, and you start to be liberated daily. Is not my word like a hammer which shatters a rock? Yes, it is. Jeremiah 23, I think it's verse 29. The Bible is the best tool. Join us again next time as we continue our study called Truth Shall Set You Free. Pastor Scott brings part two of the message titled Abiding in the Truth. Until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. <laughs>